in a community like the Woodlands, it's common to think there's no poor people here or those in need. Mm -hmm. Well, every year we have about $300,000 worth of need in the community, keeping the lights on, keeping the air conditioning on during brutal summertime periods. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Bulletin, the official podcast of St. Anthony of Padua. My name is Nate Hoffman. I am the Communications and Development Coordinator here at St. Anthony's. And today I am joined by two of the leaders behind our St. Vincent de Paul Society, Matt Mazanik and Steve Caps. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Nate. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you. Great day. I'm glad to be here. We just shot a video with uh, Matt and Steve, so you guys are, are covered in makeup. You have uh, you, you had your Hollywood moment. So we're, we're, we're all set to go. <laughs> we're, we're good to go now. So uh, Beyond the Bulletin uh, has been sort of a tour of all things St. Anthony's. We've gone to uh, a lot of our staff members, a few other our ministries, but it is high time we visit with the St. Vincent de Paul Society, one of our major outreach ministries. So I'm happy to have you guys on here to tell us a little bit more. Um, so, Matt, what is St. Vincent de Paul? What's your role within within that organization? Uh, Nate, I'm uh, privileged and honored to ser- serve as president of the organization. Uh, we're a group of approximately 35 to 40 volunteers, and our core mission uh, and of our outreach ministry is doing uh, direct spiritual and financial support to the poor and needy within the woodlands and also in in surrounding areas. And we do that on a personal basis, whereby we have members that go out like like the apostles two by two and make actual home visits of visiting our our friends in need in their residence, whether that's a home or, or an apartment. And often... Nate, what's a core part is just being a compassionate ear and listening uh, and, and demonstrating our, our love for that, that client and being interested and focused on them and their needs. I think that's part of what I love so much about the organization. It combines so many virtues, the, the initial stewardship and generosity of uh, accumulating funds, the uh, presence of, of being there for somebody, and then, you know, uh, the, the fortitude also of, of making these visits and, and determining what the best course of action is. Um, and I, I, yeah, you guys will tell us a little bit more about where the money is, is uh, being distributed. But yeah. uh, Steve, tell us, why did you get involved with St. Vincent de Paul? Was it to, to make these visits, to, uh, to, to be with people, or what was your uh, initial... Uh, I think my wife told me to. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, just in all honesty, I've I was born and raised a Catholic. Uh, the church has always been part of my life. Uh, like some, it wasn't always number one. And as I went through my work career and worked in downtown Houston and other metropolitan areas, and you walk past the homeless or a, a beggar or somebody asking for money, sometimes you'd give it to him, sometimes I wouldn't. But then when I'd come to church on Sunday and listen to the gospel and talk about what Jesus expects of us and that if you pass by, if you're not helping the needy, you're, you're, you're ignoring him, uh, 
it, it's, it's stuck with me. And, and as, I, as I've uh, had opportunity, I decided this is one of the, uh, I wanted to be involved in outreach, outreach ministries. And uh, so St. Vincent de Paul was one my wife and I discerned and chose to join. So we joined in 2017 when, we, when I retired and we moved back to the Woodlands area and rejoined St. Anthony's. Very cool. So uh, for those who, who, who are not familiar at all with St. Vincent de Paul, what's, what's a process look like? How, how from, from beginning to end, if a, how does a client get in touch with you, and, and how do you find people in need? What do you do next, and how do you support them? Uh, great questions, Nate. Um, because of the, the scope and generosity of what we've provided over time, a lot of those in need are very much aware of of our organization even just by word of mouth it could have been helping a neighbor who who was in in a similar circumstance so so the process is our our client our friend calls into uh, a specific phone number for our organization and then we're structured around three on-call teams And an on-call team will typically be on call up to one week per month. Uh, A fourth week, we're we're off during that time. Uh, But we're organized into the teams that have approximately five uh, phone volunteers and anywhere from about six to eight home visit volunteers. So the phone volunteer will initially or gain information from, from the message, return a call to the client, look f- through our references from the standpoint of we're only able to provide help uh, to a client one, not more than once every 12 months. Mm-hmm. So if we've helped somebody more recently in that time, and this is really tough for our, our phone volunteers, we have to say no. But part of what we can also do is be providing reference numbers about other uh, local agencies or other church ministries that provide similar financial support to what we do. What's the purpose of that once per year rule? It's it's simply a, limi- a limitation of, of our, our financial resources and our desire to try to help as many households as, as possible. Uh, you know, in a community like the Woodlands, it's common to think there's no poor people here mm-hmm. or those in need. Mm-hmm. Well, every year we have about $300,000 worth of need in the community that we disperse, of which... I'd estimate about 70% is for rent or mortgage help and about another 20 plus percent for electric utilities, you know, keeping the lights on, keeping the air conditioning on during brutal summertime periods. So the uh, phone volunteer will gather some basic household information and if we've not helped that client previously, then we require a home visit by our, our on-call home visitors. And the, the home visit, again, it's always done in pairs, uh, by, by twos. And often by, we'll go, and I used to start my home visits once we were in a household or apartment, simply with the question, tell me about your current circumstances. What are you facing? Mm-hmm. 
and then allowing our, our friend to, to talk. And, and the home visit, we, we get much more information than what we can just get with, with a phone call. And even seeing in some cases, and Steve knows this from prior home visits, we might get a call for utilities, but be in an apartment that has no furniture. Wow. Or they have, they have single mattresses on the floor. Yeah, you, you just, we've seen it all pretty much. Uh, I think the other part of the home visit is, is, the, is what we get out of it too, Matt. And, you know, you, you go visit them and their immediate need is some sort of financial help. But a lot of times someone may be, they may be living alone and they just need a ear. They just need to kind of get it off their chest. The stress of not having uh, the financial backing to, to pay their rent, it, 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 it can really be devastating oh, to people. Uh, yeah, overwhelming. So, yeah, and so a lot of times we pray with them, we listen to them, we provide just that kind of support in addition to the money. And that also, you know, that's also good for us too to grow spiritually in that way. I imagine I, I'm the word heavy is just keeps coming to mind. Like these visits can be heavy on on your soul. I'm sure just going in and, and seeing all the the probably sadness or, or desperate circumstances in, yeah. in in various ways uh, right here in our in our hometown. I mean, well, and and part of it, and 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 this is a tough tough part, not only for our our. Uh, home visitors but also our phone volunteers is our clients may be facing the kind of the severity of what they're facing we can't fix everything we're we're there primarily to give them one-time support to at least help get them back to even Mm -hmm. perhaps on a on a financial deficit and yet there's going to be circumstances that the that our clients facing that's even beyond our scope. Yeah. However, we we also have a, a local resource sheet that provides guidance on especially identifies multiple food pantries in the community that we always encourage them to use and to visit in allowing them to stretch needed money for utilities and and, and other household needs. Uh, Some of our clients need uh, guidance on on pro bono legal support for perhaps a spouse has been abandoned by their mate and is providing no financial support to the family. We have information about local uh, pro bono medical clinics between jobs ministries between jobs ministries that's that that, that's correct so even providing information resources is very helpful and we and what steve said we kind of have to put ourselves in the position of our client you're very stressed with a with a you know money due for the rent you don't have it and now eviction proceedings have been initiated just the stress of having that over and confusion and kind of chaos and the ability to plan or manage going forward is greatly compromised Sometimes I feel like they're at rock bottom for sure. But I was wanting to elaborate also on the, you know, even something simple as some family, a family needing rent support for a month. Well, a rent of a house, if you have three or four children or a large apartment, can be $2,000, $2,500. We don't have the resources, even with the blessings that we've had here at St. Anthony's, of being able to provide that kind of money to 
to everybody. Generally, our donations to a, an individual family are capped at 500 unless there's a special circumstance. So a lot of what we're doing with the resource sheet and helping them is connecting them with other resources uh, in, the, in the Woodlands area because St. Simon and St. Jude has a St. Vincent de Paul. The Methodist Church has an outreach organization. There's the Interfaith Council. Sometimes we'll work with all of them and pool the resources to come up with that $2,000 to $2,500. And so that's something that the individual client may not be able to do on their own without a little help. And so we'll hold their hand, walk them through that, and, and just to make sure that they can get to where they need to be. Yeah, that's cool. It, it seems to me that there's uh, St. Vincent de Paul is somewhat in the business of uh, helping people get back on their feet uh, in, in some senses. You know, just like we are, we're here for this this month's rent, and here's how your transitory uh, in between jobs ministries. Here's this here's this uh, ministry you can go to for some help, and and uh, you 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 uh, you can do this, you know, type of thing. Well, and, and well, also Nate with. You know, the, those of our volunteers, we've had many life experiences where husbands and wives, where, where fathers, where, where, uh, where head of households. So part of the home visit is just using our own personal experiences to, in some case, guide people. In fact, you know, when I had done home visits, you know, we would acknowledge, hey, it's great that we're able to help you this month, but you need to start to be thinking of your plan of what am I going to do next month? Or if this circumstance continues, do I have to make some, do I have to make some life adjustments to reduce expenses? Uh, and so it's, I feel it's just as compassionate of providing those personal experiences and guidance that we have that are just part of our everyday life to try to bring a certain level of calm and forward thinking to somebody's mind who's probably chaotic right now and, and very stressful. Well, that's one of the most difficult parts about poverty is once once you're in it, it's, it is hard to see a light. Uh, of, uh, at the end of the tunnel, or um, how do I get out of this situation? So, some breathing room uh, is necessary. So finally, okay, rent's taken care of. Uh, my bills are good for the month, and I can start to come up with a plan for two, three months from now, rather than just a day-to-day -day type of existence. Yeah. Might, might I need to get a second job, or an mm -hmm. additional job, or look for? Uh, look for an apartment that's not as expensive as what I might be in now to, 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 so that I, I can handle it on a, on a monthly basis. Well, I've found even this in the home visits aspect of it all, you know, being able to talk to somebody in my life, I, I need to talk things out. I can't just, if I'm just starting to think about what my plan is for the next six months of my life, I'm not going to figure it out in my own head. I, I sometimes just need to talk to somebody even if I already, I come to the answer on my own, I just needed that listening ear mm -hmm. to say like, okay, what I'm saying that maybe doesn't make as much sense as I thought it did in my head. So now that, now that I say it out loud to these kind individuals, I'm seeing that maybe it is a good plan or maybe it isn't a good plan, but at least I got to say it out loud and have a listening ear. So I love that aspect of St. Vincent de Paul, those home visits. I'm just thinking back to initially when, when, when I joined and just the concept of a home visit 
initially sounds a little intimidating or, Absolutely. or, or, or yeah. scary. Uh, but we're, you know, we're always with another more experienced uh, volunteer in our, our training process. And besides that, uh, Nate and Steve, when you get down to it, the people we're visiting, they're just people like you and I. Mm. They're all just trying to do better for themselves and provide for their households. And when you also look and see in them the likeness of Christ mm-hmm. in every person, that, quote, fear of a home visit or the circumstances we might encounter go away. It's it's a no, non-issue. Yeah. And I think it's also uh, – it's visiting is a very rewarding element of – of of this ministry and in fact you know when covid hit and what two almost three years ago now a couple years ago uh we had to start making quote-unquote virtual home visits which logistically is a lot easier we don't have to jump in the car and drive 30 minutes but there's an element missing and now that hopefully we're on the backside of covid and we can actually physically see our clients again and go visit them um i'm looking forward to that yeah, there's there's so much benefit of of the 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 person to person contact that we we can't cover in a virtual session yeah. or or a phone call. Yeah, let me share that. I'll share a story with you that uh, that really still sticks to me to this day. I made I was making a made a home visit. It was a it was a single mother who had either lost. I can't even remember the details of the circumstance, but she was behind in her rent and needed some help. And I, we went and visited her and got all the paperwork we needed, but I needed to follow with one thing. And so I called her back and I said, hey, my name is Steve from St. Vincent de Paul. And she goes, oh, my little angel. Mm. And, uh, and I said, what? And she goes, yeah. I says, I woke up this morning. I knew I was in trouble. I didn't know what I was going to do. I prayed. And then I called St. Vincent de Paul. And this afternoon, you and your other angel came, my, my other angel came by. And I just... I just, wow. <laughs> and the personal satisfaction it gave me of helping, but also it, it gave me a, an, uh, an understanding of where the client was coming from and how they were seeing things. And, and in this case, it, you know, God was right in the middle of it. And that was just beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nate, and also as, as a follow-up, on, on a monthly basis, uh, we'll get personal handwritten thank yous. To, yep. to our organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it happen with every client? No. But just that extra effort that the client puts through that we might take the financial needs somewhat for granted, but to them and and the fact that we we cared enough to call upon them and listen to them and meet them, uh that has so much so much value to those that that we're helping. Yeah, I just uh, I'm sure that that Bible verse uh, and it's several times in the Gospels it's mentioned. But whatever you do to the least of my uh, of the people, you, you my did brethren, it to me. you've you've done to me. Mm-hmm. So all of these people are like you said earlier, uh, images of, of Jesus Himself, and mm-hmm. all of the support you give, you, it is rendered unto Christ as if it is rendered unto Christ. So um, I'm sure that's wildly heartening to, to be able to keep that in mind no matter the circumstance. Yeah, St. So. Vincent de Paul actually had a couple of quotes that I've actually documented and I kind of carry around. It says, you will go and visit the poor 10 times a day and 10 times a day you will find God there. And then in, and in serving the poor, we do serve Jesus Christ. And those things are that's so true. Yeah. 
Wow, that is a great quote. Ten times you will see God in every situation. That's really beautiful. So earlier you mentioned, um, Matt, that uh, about $300,000 per year is distributed from from this St. Vincent de Paul Society, our local chapter. Yes. Which it should be said, uh, many parishes around the whole world have chapters or organizations of St. Vincent de Paul who are doing the exact same thing. Is that right? A- absolutely. Each each parish can choose to have their own St. Vincent de Paul Society. Uh, many are in other churches, too. The St. Vincent de Paul Society is also the same entity that operates their, their local food pantries. Oh, okay. Uh, in our organization, we are... Separate from St. Anthony's Bread, but also uh, complementary to each other in that uh, those that need food often need financial help, too. Uh, so part if uh, when our phone volunteer calls the, the client, and they may find in the course of conversation they're also in the need of food. Our home visit volunteers will bring bags of food from the food pantry. Oh, cool. Uh, and likewise, uh, those needing financial help that come to the food pantry can get, get referred to us at, at St. Vincent de Paul. That's good teamwork right there, working in tandem. That's very cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Works very well. So that $300,000 per year, where does that come from? Do you guys have a endowment or something? It comes from you and I, Nate, and every parishioner and every parishioner donation to the St. Vincent de Paul Society goes to direct funding of, of a need. Uh, we're, we're blessed and proud that we carry zero dollars of overhead expense. So 100% of what's donated by our parishioners go directly on behalf of our client, for instance, to payment of a landlord mm. or a mortgage holder or payment to a, a electric utility provider. No money and no cash goes directly to our client. Mm. Uh, our, and and, and we, we take the responsibility of our parishioners' donations. We take, we take that responsibility very, very seriously and want to make sure that uh, those generous donations are well spent. Probably the most common marketing tool within the parish that, if you've been around St. Anthony's for a while, is the black bag collection at, yeah. at Mass, I think, on the first and third Sundays. Or, and... Um, and that you know when the cash went into the black bag that went directly into our account of course with covid the second collections and the black bag collection hasn't hasn't restarted but at the same time uh, people have supplemented with their online donations and all that so we've been able to i call it stay whole and actually been able to do fairly well through the through the pandemic with as regards funds, what has changed though as a result of the pandemic is the demand is has gone up even higher. Um, there are there are weeks when a team will be on and they'll run out of money by Tuesday or Wednesday and have to tell people to call back the next week or call back another organization. So, as blessed as we have been and continue to be, uh, it's it's frustrating and disheartening to have to turn people away, which we we still have to do on occasion. Right. So that black bag was has been for years the, the means of with which you know, y'all raise the money. That you haven't seen that black bag in a while, and you, you might not see it um, in the future. But the St. Vincent de Paul Society is always in need of funds, 
and whenever you receive the funds, you use the funds. It's not. It seems to me that you guys never have like surpluses of cash. There's always something that comes up. More, if, more, if a large donation, necessary. yeah. If a big donation comes in, a big need comes in later later on. You know, and and it's and it's used and utilized right here in the community. Yes, and we, we're really, as, as, as Steve had, had noted, we're really depending more and more on online and, and electronic giving. Uh, I always like the, the passing of the black bag, too, as a teaching moment for our children. And even if, uh, it, even if it was them putting in a quarter or mm. a dollar, it, it just emphasized the, that uh, – the need for us to care for others and recognize that each of us in our own lives is very blessed, but with that blessing also comes the responsibility to, to help others. For sure. So I like the, the, the symbol of the black bag really representing the St. Vincent de Paul Society. How can um, regular parishioners out there get involved, help out the St. Vincent de Paul Society? Well, we've been talking about funding for the last five or ten minutes, so that, that's always there. And, and, again, we appreciate all we can get. We also need volunteers. As Matt talked, we have, we have, we're set up in teams, but we can always use additional support. To um, Your commitment may be as small as two or three hours a month just answering phones, and that would be helpful and appreciative to us. Um, we also need bilingual uh, people. Uh, several of our, many of our clients call in are Spanish-speaking only, and and we have some uh, translators or some some bilingual uh, team members, but we kind of load them up at times too, so mm-hmm. th- we could always use bilingual support. Like I said, primarily we we as Matt has talked about provide rent and utilities, but you know the St. Vincent de Paul downtown has a furniture store, so if you have furniture to donate, uh, there, there may be an opportunity there. I think on April 2nd and 3rd, uh, this in the, in the next month, we also have a clothing, clothing drive, drive where we'll right. take the clothes, and we don't distribute them directly, but we'll get it to, to the downtown organization where they'll, they'll be able to supply clothing to people downtown. Those are, that's, those are other minor opportunities. Right, to help. right. I, I, I will sometimes get calls uh, by people. They might be in the midst of moving out, out of state and said, hey, we've, uh, we've got furniture to donate. Uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society down, downtown does have a delivery and pickup truck, or not a pickup, but a, a truck to pick up goods. Right. Uh, it, but I would suggest it, it, it often be something more substantial than, well, I have this chair or I have this item. You know, it might be a household of, of, of furniture, but that that is uh, a, a need within the diocese mm. and and a important resource of, of being being able to provide that too very good well friends you guys should be proud as for your work at the saint vincent de paul society and, and saint anthony's in general should be should have a sense of pride in and what we've done throughout these many years these 20 20 plus years of funding the saint vincent de paul society and and um impacting the community just just very locally i think that fact that you guys only operate in the nearest eight counties or something or like eight, that eight zip codes yes eight. eight zip codes yeah, yeah yeah so um a relatively small area where the poverty is right here and, and the ministry you uh, you guys are doing is right here in the woodlands and in, in the surrounding community so 
that's uh, it's been it's wildly successful and there's so much more that can be done and I appreciate you to uh, leading the charge and helping uh, make this happen for our, our community and our people well it's it's also also just a privilege and honor to be representing our parishioners and their donations we have such a, a generous generous uh, uh, core of parishioners here. In fact, you know, I mean, in terms of dollar amounts, I would dare say we're probably the largest in, in, in the diocese. Wow. Uh, and to be able to steward those those funds well and always know that, that we're helping those in greatest need and at a time when they're, they're most vulnerable. How would uh, a parishioner contact you guys to get involved in volunteering? They can contact me by my personal email account. It's Matt, M-A-T-T dot Mazanik, M-A-Z-A-N-E-K at gmail.com. You can find more information on our on the website, I'm sure. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's uh, ap.church slash SVDP. Very good, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Alphabet, <laughs> Alphabet <laughs> soup. There it is. Yeah, a lot of letters there. AP.church slash SVDP. We'll create a landing page there and uh, have some information. We'll include that email and, and uh, a means of donation. So I'll, I'll, along with you guys, I'll encourage a, a you know, monthly, yearly, you know, whatever it may be, a, a donation to uh, St. Vincent de Paul. Know that all of that money, all your generosity is, is being distributed to our community um, here locally and uh, everything from uh, ten dollars uh, is to uh, you know, larger donations. It's all welcome and it's all all used and uh, gratefully accepted by uh, by folks here. So very much so. Thank yeah. you guys thank for you. coming on. We really appreciate your time. Well, I thank thank Thanks you for having us. Thank God you bless. for for this time, Nate. All again, you can find out more about St. Vincent de Paul at ap.church/svdp. Go to ap.church slash events to find out what's happening at St. Anthony's in the next coming weeks and months. And stay tuned for more Beyond the Bulletin. God bless.